Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exito Playback Podcast, the podcast discussing the latest in industry news, trends, and tech advancements in the OTT and streaming industry. My name is Stanley Oje, and it gives me great pleasure to finally bring you our first ever episode of the Exito Playback Podcast and to do so alongside my friend and colleague, Neil Van Zyl. Neil, how are you doing? Hey, Stanley. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm super excited to be a part of the podcast. We're really looking forward for the opportunity to just kind of share some of our knowledge and expertise in the streaming and OTT industry. And who better to do that with than Exito's VP of North America, Mergesh Desai. Mergesh, how are you? Hey, Neil and uh, Stanley. Thanks for having me on this. Um, Very exciting to to kick this off. Um, You guys have done a great job. putting together, um, you know, Xedo's first ever external podcast. Um, I think our, our ability to, to give back to the industry that's been uh, very kind to us over the years um, is a, a very, very compelling thing to be involved in, not just for myself, but uh, all the, the future uh, participants. Um, I'm also a little bit nervous. Um, you know, would love to hear all the questions you guys are going to throw at me. Um, I'm sure I've got good answers to some. Uh, not so great answers to others, and uh, I'll probably be shrugging my shoulders to, to some other things. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I think this open forum uh, and ability to talk about the industry and, and technical and business topics at large is uh, something really exciting. And uh, I'm uh, yeah thrilled to be uh, part of the first podcast. Yeah, and um, of course, Mrigesh being our first um guest on the episode. We're going to have loads more going forward. Um, but Mrigesh, I think that you have just a complete, uh, or at least I like to think, a complete understanding of what uh, you know we do in our business at Exito, um, but also just a great lay of the land. Um, and uh, the first thing that we want to talk about uh, in this episode, and a, you know, a great sort of kickstart to, um, you know, to episodes going forward as well, is NAB. Um, obviously, lots to talk about there. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll just start with it's it's a centennial, uh, centennial anniversary, a hundred years. Um, so did you want to talk a little bit about the history of NAB as well as, you know, who will be there and what can we expect from the show? Yeah. So the, the NAB, uh, or the, the national association of broadcasters is probably the, the marquee, uh, television broadcaster, uh, conference in, in North America that's held every year in, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, to your point, uh, we, we certainly had, uh, an interesting ride through COVID. Uh, there were some NABs that were canceled. Um, there was a you know NAB that was held last year uh, in person for the first time, but certainly wasn't at the uh, attendance levels that I was used to. So um, you know, 2023 and uh, being back at NAB in April, I think is going to signify uh, a return to you know what it really used to be. And what's super exciting about NAB this year is it's the centennial event. It's the hundredth NAB. Um, I, I was a little bit um, uh, set aback when I heard it's the 100th event because uh, the first thing that triggered in my head is as television been around for 100 years, uh, lo and behold, it hasn't. Um, um, so I think uh, as a bit of a history les- lesson, uh, NAB uh, at its inception was actually known as the NARB, the Nas- National Association of Radio Broadcasters. Uh, which makes sense, and uh, since has evolved into being uh, a little bit more uh, television and, and broadcaster focused. Um, you know, it's been a very important event for Exito to attend over the years. 
Uh, it's an opportunity to meet uh, our customers, our partners. Um, we've been able to meet you know, all the new OTT brands that have emerged in the last uh, 10 or so years. Uh, there's also a, a whole host of technology vendors um, who are in attendance, some of, our, some of whom are our competitors, some of whom uh, we partner with. So uh, it's just a great event to actually you know, learn in person how the industry is evolving. And uh, we typically have a, a booth experience, which we will have this year, where you know, we showcase all the latest and greatest innovations coming out of our, our company. And uh, this year in particular has a, a number of uh, highlights for us. Uh, in particular, um, you know, just a few weeks ago, we announced the acquisition of a company called iCandy Lab an extended reality company. Uh, and this is really to supercharge uh, our thinking around you know, how video will play itself out, uh, both from an AR and VR perspective. So um, very excited for uh, us to be back at the show in full force. Um, we seem to have a, a growing list of attendants um, every, every week. Um, I think there'll be almost 15 people from Exito uh, joining this year. And um, yeah, if you're going to be out there, uh, please do visit our booth and uh, I'm sure we'll be visiting yours as well. It's great to see the Centennial show line up with most countries being fully opened again post-COVID. All right, without further ado, let's get into the topics. There's obviously a few big buzzwords going around and one of the most important is FAST. What do you see coming out of NAB for FAST Momentum? Yeah, so I think, you know, firstly, the the why behind fast is is important to understand um there's been this explosion with fast services which um you know it's a very explicit uh acronym free ad supported tv it, it is what it is right so it's the ability for consumers to have uh, an ott service that has free content uh, both linear and, and vod and um for the services who deploy this you know it's a way to uh you know, basically increase audience reach, right? Uh, not everyone is willing to pay a, a subscription for uh, an OTT service, or, you know, perhaps they are paying for a subscription to a couple of services, but would like to sort of augment that with additional content, uh, especially with, with sort of linear content, right? Stuff they can just throw on screen and, and have as a background TV. So, um, you know, most of the, the major OEMs, for example, have launched their own fast services, um, whether that's Roku or Vizio or Samsung and others. Um, you're also seeing uh, owned and operated uh, fast services launch. Uh, so think of something like Pluto TV. Um, so, you know, it, it's sort of coming down to uh, all the original content creators, uh, both, uh, you know, from a, a linear content perspective and VOD perspective, deciding, you know, how, how can we best leverage the, the massive catalog of content do we have? Some of it can be monetized uh, behind a paywall, but there's probably a huge uh, part of our catalog that can't, but can we still monetize it in a, a different way? And, you know, using an ad-supported model um, has been the industry's, you know, um, answer to, to doing this. Um, so, you know, I think the, the fast industry at large um, is a very um, relevant and apt topic at the moment. Uh, at NAB, I don't uh, see that uh, slowing down by any measure. Um, I think most uh, content brands are exploring um, different strategies to, to um, leverage the audience reach of fast. Um, you know, what we're predicting is, you know, some of the larger content services are going to look at more 
uh, owned and operated services in addition uh, or in parallel to, to launching their content via the, the fast aggregators. Um, so th this is something we feel is going to play out uh, over the next couple of years. Um, I think everyone is, is willing to uh, do some of that experimentation. Um, you know, some of the really leading brands have, have completely differentiated between their paid OTT service and, you know, their, their fast service. Uh, again, Pluto is a, a good example where you have Pluto contrasting Paramount Plus. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be the, you know, year or two years of continued experimentation to see if uh, a fast model um, is going to lead to, you know, increased audience reach and um, revenue potential for content brands out there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you saw one of Evan Shapiro's recent posts on LinkedIn. Uh, he had a he had a nice graph from Nielsen showing that Peacock, Tubi, and Pluto together had almost the seven percent of the U.S. streaming share in February 2023. So it's already got a lot of momentum, but it's definitely got plenty of room to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way. For those of you not familiar with Evan Shapiro, uh, I think we all can agree. Uh, great person to follow on on LinkedIn, uh, constantly sharing industry news, industry perspective, awesome infographics. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, you know amazing to sort of see the the shift in um, uh, you know what what audiences are, are leveraging in terms of the core OTT services. I think there's a a recent statistic that says. You know, your average American uh, uh, consumer is subscribing to at least seven OTT services, disparate OTT services. But you know, at a certain point, there's going to be the saturation of you know how much can I spend directly on on uh, procuring uh, these independent services, um, and and possibly if you if you still think you have a content gap, then you know fast could fill that void for you. We've talked about fast already, um, sort of came organically. Uh, I don't even know if you, you call that almost innovation, but um, can we talk about maybe some other, you know, innovative things that are happening at uh, NAB? And, uh, you know, we, we know those buzzwords like, you know, again, fast or XR, VR. Um, what are some other cool technologies that we can now look forward to seeing at uh, NAB? Uh, so I'll, I'll probably uh, answer this more from the Exito perspective, um, which might be a little bit of a selfish perspective. I wouldn't expect you to do it any other way, to be honest. We're, we're a little bit, uh, obviously, closer to uh, the market trends that we're following. Um, so for us, in, in, in general, um, one of the core themes of the show will be around sports. Um, we think there's going to be um, an increase in uh, um, you know, digital sports innovation um, and, and investment thrown into this. Um, you know, coming back to the earlier comments about extended reality, um, I think, you know, newer technology, whether that's XR um, or voice assisted technology or something like open AI, you know, lends itself very, very well to audiences who are already um, early adopters of technology. Um, the sort of super fan audience, if you will, uh, tends to actually be early adopters of technology. Um, so, you know, one of the things that um, we are increasingly seeing is your, your sports fan um, is not just sort of reliant on, you know, the, the live broadcast to, to sort of appreciate the content, 
they they want to really understand the stats behind the players, the teams, the leagues, etc. And today, you know, that's all consumed in a, a very sort of two-dimensional way, right? Uh, you might have uh, a mobile application for your typical sports service that surfaces these things, but we think, uh, you know, extended reality in particular will be able to surface these use cases in in much more of an interesting way. So, you know, think about your live sports broadcast um, uh, on the big screen. Um, it could be something like, uh, um, you know, golf tournaments, um, but with sort of your, you know, extended reality device um, and, and specifically around augmented reality use cases, you could render, um, you know, the, the charting of a particular uh, hole in that golf course right onto your coffee table. You can see the tra trajectory uh, when Tiger Woods, you know, uh, tees off. Um, you can, you know, see if um, Tiger outdrove himself from from last year. Um, it will infuse, you know, data and and the stats richness that sports provides uh, to actually really augment the the live broadcast in a a very, you know, um, in, innovative and intuitive way, right? Um, you know, not everyone wants to sort of read live line statistics. If you could actually visualize statistics. Um, by way of XR, we think that's a really compelling use case. So we we, we are showcasing um, some of our you know mass market deployments and POCs around extended reality in sports at the show, including some of the great work that uh, iCandy Lab has done previously. Um, but we also expect um, many of our partners in the industry to be uh, showcasing the same. Um, and then to my comment about you know something like um, uh, OpenAI, you know th think about sort of uh, uh, chat-driven um, AI solution, whereby you know if you are watching a live broadcast and you're like, "Hey, I'd love to know um, you know how Tiger Woods has played that particular hole over the last five years," and it gives you this customized rendition of you know every tee shot he's taken on that hole for the last five years, whether he was um, you know averaging below or under par. Um, and, um, you know, you could get a readout of all these scores on that hole for all those years. Um, that is not something today that your typical stats model can do, but, you know, sort of think about this AI driven, uh, use case where you, you've got, you know, amazing raw data out there in the universe, but the response that it, um, elicits for the user will actually be very, very specific to their wants and need uh, about understanding those statistics. So um, contextual, contextual statistics um, uh, with sports and, and, and um, you know, extended reality and AI, I think is uh, an, an amazing innovation that is gonna just accelerate over the next few years. And Rigesh, I, I wanna take that one step further because we almost see that um, with sports betting, right? Um, so, you know, can you draw any parallels there and maybe, you know, what does this mean for sports betting and, um, or just, you know, if we can talk a little bit more about sports betting and, you know, how that fits into, uh, sort of, uh, our model of uh, technology and what we do. Yeah. So, you know, Exito, um, isn't, uh, involved today in, in digital sports betting. Um, however, we are observing the industry, uh, closely. Um, you know, in, in North America in particular, uh, sports betting is being deregulated province to province if you're in Canada or state to state in the United States. Um, and I think the, you know, contextual statistics um, that will be offered uh, by way of um, the use cases I mentioned also would lend itself very well to the sports betting user. Um, you know, before you, you place a bet on, 
um, anything really, whether it's as simple as who will win the sports game or, um, you know, is Tiger going to uh, outdrive himself from last year? Um, if you're able to, um, you know, call on your uh, OTT service or standalone digital sports service to uh, give you that context of what's happened in the past, that's, you know, powerful contextual information for the user to, you know, place bets that they feel a little bit more confident about. Um, and I think it also just adds to the gameplay, right? It just makes things a lot more interesting. Like who can actually, you know, it's an even playing field, right? All the statistics are available uh, on the, the wild, but can you as a user um, ask the right questions to get the right inputs back to then place bets where you feel, um, you know, you're, you're basically uh, gonna have better odds than, you know, your, your friend next door who's, who's trying to do the same thing. So I think from that perspective, it makes it a lot more interesting for the, the end user. Yeah, we'll leave it to the young guy task about uh, something surrounding uh, betting. I know it's uh, it's it's definitely something that I'm hearing a lot of. Um, you know, I almost thought that we would be talking about the viewing experience and maximizing that, but it's almost like uh, you now stats and, and betting is almost uh, just just come out of uh, nowhere. It seems um, definitely big during the pandemic era. Um, another thing that I uh, wanted to ask you, um, and uh, it's actually something that uh, I, you know, wouldn't consider too much uh, in the field of, um, you know, OTT or even technology for that matter, but uh, sustainability. I just want to talk about that for a second because um, that's a really big focus point at NAB this year. Um, I just want to talk about, you know, what it means to you and, you know, what does it actually look like in hitting some of these targets and who creates these targets? Yeah, uh, sustainability is a very important topic here at Exido. Um, in fact, um, we consider ourselves, um, you know, ecosystem pioneers when it comes to setting sustainability goals for us as a company, but also in um, starting the industry's thinking about really core solutions that will lead to more sustainable video services over time. Um, you know, video processing, consumption, uh, distribution um, is obviously something that leverages a lot of uh, computer uh, outputs um, and uh, electricity needs and power. Um, so, you know, there's uh, ongoing innovations throughout the industry, including at Exido, um, that will try to make, you know, the, the process of uh, an end-to-end -end video solution more and more sustainable with less reliance on um, you know, uh, power for video compression and, and other use cases. So, you know, from, from our perspective, um, we want to uh, essentially partner with other like-minded companies who have sustainability top of mind in uh, their thinking. And we'll be meeting a lot of these types of companies at, uh, at NAB. Um, you know, Exito is actually subscribed to uh, being a, a member of uh, SBTI which is a, a science-based target initiative around sustainability. So we, we've actually set ourselves very, very um, specific KPIs uh, over the next three years to, to hit. Um, so, you know, we, we're trying to also uh, lay down the gauntlet to the, uh, the industry and uh, whether it's partners or competitors to, to basically say, you know, without, you know, specific targets and um, uh, goals in mind around sustainability, uh, it becomes this very sort of loosey-goosey type of thing where, um, yes, maybe you're you're saying it's it's important to you, but you're not tracking it, you're not measuring it, you're not shooting for specific goals. Um, so I think in general, we we want to impart to the industry that uh, it's a critical topic, and we've prioritized it up to the point of actually setting these goals. 
and we'll sort of explain our, our process to do, to do that. But the more vendors um, and, and more content services that do that, um, it, it's obviously going to lead to um, a bigger revolution uh, within the industry around the, the topic. Nail on the head uh, there, Mergesh, with uh, just measuring. Um, you know, we're, we're a global company and absolutely, um, you know, lots of tools that we can uh, use to measure. Yeah, you know, there, there's sort of this uh, sense that there's there's direct impact that we can have on improved sustainability, right? So it can be as simple as, you know, reducing our, our travel um, footprint. Um, um, but then there's there's definitely this huge sort of indirect contribution that we can have to the industry, right? Which it can come from technological innovation. Um, it may be, again, around, you know, how, how do we just reduce the um, carbon footprint around deploying and running an OTT service, which is hugely complex, right? It leverages several different technologies to uh, compress video, transcode video, distribute video, et cetera. Um, and, um, you know, we, we certainly um, can both influence um, the ecosystem uh, who, who sort of uh, work towards these technologies uh, and also come up with new innovations of ourselves. So um, I think, yeah, we, we have sort of this idea of both direct and indirect contribution to, to sustainability standards in the industry. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's great to see the, the industry as a whole really start to take uh, sustainability seriously. Now, Rigesh, you talk, of course, a lot about uh, some of the cool stuff that Exedo does and what we'll be bringing to NAB. But I'm curious to know, is there anybody that you're looking forward to seeing at NAB in terms of meetups, some cool technologies? Yeah, so uh, as, as uh, hopefully most people know, Exedo is a, a Swedish-founded company. Um, but I also like to think of ourselves as uh, Switzerland in many ways. We're uh, fairly agnostic when it comes to working with the industry. Um, you know, we, we partner with, um, you know, big ecosystem providers and small. Um, we really let the, the market and our customers sort of um, decide, um, you know, who, who's relevant and who's trending and what types of use cases, um, you know, they, they want to sort of see us uh, work with when it comes to partner integrations. Um, that being said, you know, uh, one particular partnership that we're, uh, very uh, bullish about and that we're going to be uh, talking more about at um, uh, NAB is, is with the AWS media and entertainment team. Um, Exedo today uh, leverages AWS for uh, many of our underlying solutions, in particular uh, Exedo One. Um, but we're also looking to you know, further our partnership um, with the AWS team and, and really look at you know, how we can uh, introduce um, you know, solutions to the market um, that sort of allow us to, to work with the, the AWS um, workflow um, and, and really sort of enable more scalable and, and highly sort of reliant and performant um, solutions for the market. Um, and, uh, you know, we are going to be uh, talking, you know, very specifically about a, a few content verticals like sports uh, with the AWS team at the show. And, um, you know, I think uh, we're, we're certainly just looking to, to get our solutions, uh, joint solutions in front of customers and, and prospects um, to get that feedback loop going and, and make sure the, the learnings are um, brought into um, our innovations teams. What about some of the deployments we want to show? What are we going to be uh, sharing from our, our, our recent customer portfolio or some of the recent apps that we've launched? One of the exciting announcements that we made a, a few months ago were with, was with Masterclass. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're less familiar with Masterclass, they've got this, um, you know, education uh, slash entertainment 
uh, OTT service, um, and, and we've helped them launch across uh, a multitude of new device platforms. Um, so we're, we're going to be talking about some of the um, you know, user experience needs that they had that were unique for uh, you know, not just a lean back audience, but a, an audience who's highly engaged in um, learning from the content. Um, so uh, that's one particular brand uh, that we've been supporting uh, over the last uh, couple of years where you know, I think some of the uh, innovations we brought in, in the user experience um, uh, is exciting and uh, we'll be sort of showcasing that uh, at our booths. Um, there's also, um, uh, you know, work we've done in the kids space, uh, specifically with Common Sense Networks, which is a for-profit affiliate of uh, Common Sense Media. Um, you know, they've really been focusing on, um, you know, how, how to sort of launch a, a kids-focused OTT service that is uh, a safe playground uh, for kids of all age ranges. Um, I think it's a, a, a very... Um, uh, important initiative that uh, they've undertaken for the industry. Uh, there's obviously a lot of brands out there that uh, showcase kids content, um, but the attention to you know how to actually make this a safe playground, how to make sure that kids are actually getting enough sort of educational content uh, subtly or explicitly through the service um, is, is, is I think a, a market leader in many ways. And uh, there's been you know, a variety of very specific functionality that we've introduced as part of that service. Uh, that facilitates this, uh, including, you know, the uh, uh, idea of a parent zone, uh, which they've introduced that allows parents to have more robust control over their, their kids' content behavior. So, um, you know, that, that's another uh, great uh, example of a deployment that we're going to be talking about. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've continued work with a, a variety of other more sort of traditional entertainment brands and, and broadcasters. Um, so we'll be sort of uh, showcasing uh, some of the you know, innovations that uh, we've, we've uh, brought to market with uh, those brands as well. Uh, so yeah, overall, uh, I think we'll we'll be talking um, uh, about you know the, the variety of different content brands under our, our portfolio, which span everything from sports to kids content to entertainment brands to lifestyle to fitness OTT. Um, one of the things that has certainly uh, developed over the last few years with, with Exido um, has been the penetration of these new sort of content verticals, if you will. Um, so, you know, I think that that's sort of a, a key update we want to showcase to the market that, you know, our, our solutions are not only catered towards sort of the, the entertainment vertical. Um, we've sort of advanced our, our frameworks, our tools, our products to, to cater for, um, you know, content verticals that, that expect use cases beyond just the you know, series, episodic, and, and sort of movie content type use cases you see out of entertainment services. Yeah, I think that we can all agree um, that uh, lots of cool projects, of course, that Exito has been working on, a lot of cool technologies as well alongside uh, that. But um, as you mentioned, Ragesh, yeah, uh, cool verticals. It seems like there's almost a new one just sort of popping up and we're trying to lead the way in some regard. Um, but there's just so much applicability to, of course, what Exito does and just how that gets out to market. Um, I think we'll just uh, wrap up here. Obviously, we could talk all day about uh, some of this, you know, the cool stuff that's happening, uh, whether it's Exedo bringing stuff to, to market or, you know, the NAB show at large. Uh, Neil, is there any other questions that we want to leave uh, Rigesh with or do you think that we've hit all of them at this time? Yeah, just one question, Rigesh. Uh, we're going we're gonna to surprise you a little bit here. Uh, do you have any advice to product managers or streaming execs at the media companies based on Exedo's latest learnings and customer discussions? 
That's a, a great question. I think the most important thing is, is um, to get to the sort of user feedback loop uh, as fast as possible, right? Um, we've worked with hundreds of brands over the years, and I think the definition of MVP has, has varied across who we've worked with. Um, and, you know, if you sort of think about first principles with product thinking, um, it's just ultra critical that um, you are getting end user feedback and validation, both on your content strategy and user experience um, as early as possible without sort of over-engineering or oversaturating your service with features and functionality. Um, so it sounds like a, you know, BAU type of uh, thinking or principle, but um, we've, we've seen a lot of brands, uh, I think sort of over-prioritize uh, differentiation um, where, you know, they probably should have prioritized um, sort of first mover advantage, you know, getting to market quicker, um, starting to, you know, create focus groups, beta testing, um, and, and really validate their value proposition for the OTT market. Um, you know, as opposed to 10 years ago, uh, if you launch an OTT brand today, um, it's, it's pretty hard to stand out from the crowd, right? So um, the best way to sort of stand out from the crowd is actually just learn as fast and as, as quickly from, from your users um, and then make smaller iterative changes uh, through the process. And, and, and this is sort of um, an area we've really tried to hone in on with our products and tools, right? So, um, you know, Tito is sort of a great designer and builder to launch you to market, but our, our products and tools actually facilitate things like A-B testing and multivariate testing. Um, we're, we're trying to give you the tools to actually experiment and, and understand um, user behavior and, and what makes them tick and, you know, what leads to more engagement and what leads to reduced churn. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, it, it, there's, there's no one that's going to keep you more honest than uh, the people you're, you're hoping to have, you know, use your products. So. Awesome. Um, well, with that, uh, I mean, Rigesh, of course, we could be talking all day about some of, again, some of these uh, cool things. Um, but I think we'll leave it there for now. Um, I believe Neil is actually headed off to NAB himself with you, so I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Um, but perhaps maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe even you two, but um, you guys can give us a pitch. Um, where, where can we find Exito at NAB? When will you be there? Who's all going? And um, maybe we'll start there. Uh, so I'll, I'll start out and I'll let uh, Neil fill in the gaps. Um, very much looking forward to being at NAB with, with Neil. And uh, I believe um, overall the Exito presence will be around 15 people. Um, so there'll be uh, folks from uh, North American business units, uh, but also from uh, our Exito One business units and uh, also from our global uh, business development team. Uh, so th that'll be uh, an exciting uh, reunion of sorts, um, especially as uh, many of us are uh, in, in different locations. Um, we, we will have a booth presence um, uh, on the trade show, uh, and we'll also have um, a sort of dedicated meeting space as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, do look out for your uh, Exito uh, representatives. Um, they will be very eager to to want to engage with you and, and talk to you. Um, some of them may be too eager, so um, you know, do 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 as you please with with them. But uh, yeah, in, in general, we're just uh, excited to to be back at the show. Um, we've got a sort of booth pavilion that 
uh, we'll, we'll showcase, um, you know, everything from our, our new deployments to um, sort of our um, momentum that we've gained with uh, Exceda One innovations, uh, and then also sort of the work we've been doing in, in extended reality. Um, that's awesome. Uh, hey, anyways, look, Mrigesh, we 100% appreciate you coming out and being obviously the first inaugural guest on the Exceda Playback podcast. Um, and like, there's just so much to digest in terms of NAB and just, you know, some of the experiences that you get to share with us in the OTT and streaming industry. So, you know what, thank you so much. Um, we, we do appreciate it. And maybe if you'd, if you'd like, we'd love to have you back on a future episode if that's okay too. Absolutely. Um, happy to be back and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, love the energy, um, you're both bringing to, um, this initiative. And uh, looking forward to, to future guests uh, that you'll be hosting. Um, thanks for having me. Okay, well, that's all for episode number one of the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions about the show, or if you want to reach out to us, send us an email at playback.podcast at exito.tv, or you can reach out to us on our LinkedIn and check out the details section of the pod for more info. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day.